0: Uh, we're going to continue the the little series that we started last week. Sorry about that. Um, I made some copies of of these handouts. I don't know if you guys like those or not. Um, if you want those and like those, then I'll ask Tyson if if you don't mind passing some of those around. Um, again, if you don't like them, then that's fine. If you do like them, then then that's fine too. They asked me to to do them. So um, last week we talked a lot about what does it mean to be created in, in God's image. What does that mean? The Bible says that in a few different places uh, that we are created in God's image. Uh, but the Bible doesn't really talk a whole lot about it, exactly what that means. doesn't really explain exactly what that, what that phrase um, what that phrase means. And so different people have offered different, uh, different ideas of, of what it means to be made in God's, uh in God's image and God's likeness. And offered a couple of things um, last week, but before I said that, that we are one of the one of the things about being created in god 's image is that we are created right we 're not autonomous we didn 't make ourselves um, we were created by God, and that 's something we have in common with all the rest of of creation um, God God made us and 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 we have that in common with the rest of the things that God made the rest of the creation that God made. And we see that in, in a couple different ways. One way we see that is in just our, our origins, right? Um, all things were created by God, and that includes people. Adam and Eve were created by God, right? And so we're like the rest of creation, but there are also some ways that we're different from the rest of creation. So, so God created us just like he created everyone else, but he created Adam and Eve a little bit differently than he created the rest of creation, right? Um, with the rest of creation, God spoke, and it happened, with Adam and Eve, we're told that, that God was a little bit more in, in, involved, or, or, or maybe not so much more involved, but he was involved in a different way, um, kind of a more, more intimate way, where it says that he, uh, God doesn't have hands, but it uses the metaphor of his hands, it says he took the, the dust of the ground and formed it into a man, and that he breathed into the man. He breathed life into the man. Thank you. Um, it says that he took the rib out of Adam's side, and, and out of that rib, he formed it into, into Eve. And we read about that in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And so we're, we're like the rest of creation, we're created by God, but we're different from the rest of creation because, uh, because God created Adam and Eve, man and woman, a little bit differently than he created the rest of, of creation. So we see it in, in our origins. We also see it in our, in our needs, right? Um, just like the rest of creation, we are dependent on God. We're not independent. We're dependent on God. And so just like the rest of creation, we need food to survive. We need shelter to survive. We need, we need water. We're created to live in a community, um, and we have those things in common with a lot of uh, the other parts of creation, and, and yet we're also a little bit different. Adam and Eve, and, and by extension us, um, we have different respons- responsibilities that other creatures don't have. God commanded Adam and Eve not only to uh, depend on him, but also to be um, some someone that the rest of creation can depend on. Also, right? We depend on God, but He He created Adam and Eve and, and us to rule over creation, um, in His in His place, um, to cultivate creation, to care for creation. And then we also see that in some ways God made the rest of creation for Adam and Eve. And so God provides us our our needs. But he, one of the ways He does so is through the rest of creation so even in the garden we see the plants and things there were, were given for to Adam and Eve for their food um, and, and for their shelter and then later on in, in the Bible uh, we see that God not only gives the plants to them for food but also the animals for food as well and so um, and so we're dependent on God just like the rest of creation but the rest of creation also in some ways are dependent on on us um, Another thing it means to be made in God's image, not just that he created us, but he created us in his image. And I said that's kind of two things. One thing is that we're like God. We're like God. That's what an image is, right? If you take an image of something, like a, like a photo or a painted picture or something like that, it's a, it's a representation of something else. And so we're to be like God. And, and we're to be like God in several ways. We're, we're spiritual like God is. We have reason and rationality the way that God does. Um, <clears throat> we're emotional the way that God shows emotions in the Bible, uh, we're creative, the way that God has created. And, and there are other ways that, that we're like God as well. That doesn't mean that we're just like him, right? God is, is wise above us, but we do have reason and, 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 and rationality the way that he does, right? So, so we're like him, not exactly like him, but we're, we're like him in those ways. And so part of what it means to be made in God's image is that we're like him. Um, another thing it means to be made in God's image is that we represent him. We represent him. Okay, We're like him and we represent him. And so we are to rule over creation in his, in his place. He tells Adam and Eve that. Um, he reiterates that again in Psalm chapter 8. Again in 1 in Corinthians chapter 6 he says that we're to rule over creation the way that, that he created Adam and Eve to do. Um, we're also to create. He tells Adam and Eve not just to rule over creation but to cultivate creation, to care for creation, to um to To use creation and to uh, to progress creation to even the the communities and the cities and cultures and things that we see uh, around us today, and then another way that we represent God is that we 're to judge uh, there's a moral capacity to us that's different th- from the rest of the animals and so we' there's a there's a sense where we stand in god 's place as we um, utter judgments on our own lives and and decisions that we're making, but also on uh, on on those around us, on situations and actions and people around us, okay? So this is what it means to be made in God's image. We're, we're like him, and we, uh, and we represent him. So the question we want to talk about tonight is how does sin affect that? How does sin affect the image of God? So Adam and Eve were created um, the way that God created them in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, um, but they didn't stay that way, right? We know Genesis 3 comes up pretty quickly after Genesis 2, and we see, uh, we see what happens. We're going to read some of that here in a little bit, but, but just for now, we know what happens, right? The, the serpent comes in, the serpent um, tempts them into eating from the tree that God told them not to eat from, the one command that God gave them, and they disobeyed that command, and then the result of that is what we call the fall, where sin came into the world. And sin affects um, really every part of creation. And so tonight we want to talk about how does it affect um, being made in God's image? How does sin affect the image of God in in humanity is what it says on your sheet there. And so there's a a few different options, a few different things that people have suggested over uh, over the course of history. And the first one, the first little bullet point there on your sheet is, um, is the image lost or destroyed? Is the image lost or destroyed? Some people have said that Adam and Eve were created in God's image, but then when sin came in the world that image, went. that was all messed up, and it just completely went away. And so after the fall, Adam and Eve are no longer in God's image. So is the image lost or or destroyed? Um, In fact, some people say the image of God is this this special relationship that we have uh, between us and God, and, and the animals don't have, right? We can be saved. Animals can't be saved. We can worship. Animals worship in a sense. The Bible says that if we don't, worship, the rocks will worship, right, and, and the animals can worship in a sense that they obey uh, and, and do what God created them to do, and that gives God glory, but they don't worship in the, in the same way that we do, right? It's not a willful choice for them to worship or not to worship, and so, um, and so we have this special relationship with God that, that no other part of creation does. Look, if you have your Bibles open to Genesis, turn back to chapter 3, let's look at a, look at a couple of things. <clears throat> Let's look at the first seven verses in chapter 3. It says, Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat, from the, tree, we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God just said you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. It's been pointed out a lot. You may have heard this already and may have noticed this already. She's already messed up what God said, right? God didn't say you can't touch it. He just says you can't eat from it. She's adding, adding something to it. Verse 4, this is what Satan says. No, you will not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like him. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Then the woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Okay? We didn't read the part where God gives them the command, but we're familiar enough with the story that, that we know the command that God gave them. And so one question is, well, when they ate from it, why didn't they die? God says, when you eat from it, you're going to die, right? And 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 the remark, the 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 uh, direct contradiction that that Satan gave, that the serpent gave, was you're not going to die. And they ate from it, and they didn't die. At least they didn't die for a long time. It took years and years and years for them to die, right? And so, why did they not die? Well, th- some people have said that they that they did die. At least the image of God in them died and went away, and the the image of God was completely lost, and so they're no longer. In God's image anymore. Okay? Um, and, and they look at that passage as, as one of them, one of the reasons why. If we keep going, or one of the evidences why, that's true. If we keep reading in verse 8 and, and following, um, we see that man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and they hid themselves from the Lord among the trees of the garden. So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And then God said, who told you you were naked? And we get this whole thing where Adam tries to pass the blame off to, to Eve and to God. He says, the woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit and I ate, so it's her fault for giving it to me, and it's your fault for giving her to me. right?" And then the woman passes the buck off to Satan and says, the, the serpent deceived me and I ate, and, and, and then the serpent's there. And so we see in that, that the relationship between Adam and Eve and God has changed. We, we haven't read what came before, but we remember from last week, and we just know the passage well enough to know that, um, that there was this close relationship between Adam and Eve and God. And now they're afraid of him. They hear him coming, and they're afraid. And so they hide from him. They don't trust God, right? They, God asks them a question, and they lie to him. Um, he says, um, he says, uh, uh, who, he says uh, why are you hiding? And they said that, they, that we were afraid. Um, he says, who told you that, that you were naked? And he blames God and blames, blames Eve. And so they're, they're not trusting God. They're hiding from him. And then God removes them out of the garden. God created the whole garden for them to live in, and as a result of sin, we didn't read this part, but as a result of the fall, they're moved out of the garden. And not only are they moved out of the garden, but there's uh, an angel set there with flaming swords to keep them from coming back in the garden, right? And so this whole relationship between, uh, between Adam and Eve and God is messed up. And really, this is, what, this is what the fall did, this is what sin did, it messed up all of those relationships. If you if you read that whole that whole section, we don't have a, uh, enough time to read through it all in, in detail right now, but we're familiar enough with it, I think. If we were to read through it all, at the end of of, of uh chapter one, I think it is, where God made uh Adam and, and, and Eve is there, he says he made them male and female, and he says what? He looked, it was the seventh day, and, and it was what? It was good, it was real good, right? It was very good, yeah. Every other day, the day one it was good, day two it was good, day three it was good, day four it was good, and day seven or day six it was good, but it was real good. It was very good, right? Why was it very good? And I think, I think it's not just because he obeyed Adam and Eve and they were very good, although that, that was, I think, the pinnacle of creation. But I think at that, at that point on day six he's looking at all of creation, not just Adam and Eve. And he's saying it's very good because every piece of the creation that God's made is working the way it's supposed to and fitting together the way that it's supposed to. Adam and Eve are relating to God the way they're supposed to. Adam and Eve are relating to each other the way they're supposed to. Adam and Eve are relating to the rest of creation the way that they're supposed to. And then when the fall happens, when sin comes in, all of that's messed up, right? Adam and Eve no longer relate to God the way they're supposed to. There's this fear and this mistrust and this hiding from him. Adam and Eve no longer relate to one another the way they're supposed to. If you read that section where he gives out the punishment for, for sin, he talks about how um, how Adam's going to try to rule over Eve real harshly and, and that kind of thing. It says that Eve is going to try to usurp Adam's rule, and, and we could talk about what all that means if we have more time, and we were talking about that that topic more specifically. But we see in that that the relationship between Adam and Eve is messed up now. And then we also see that the relationship between Adam and Eve and the rest of creation is messed up. Because now Adam and Eve aren't going to eat from the, tree, uh, from the trees in the garden easily that God's provided for them. They're going to have to work hard, and their ground's going to fight against them. Um, and, and animals are going to attack them, and they're going to have to defend themselves, and all, all those kind of things. And so sin came in and messed all of that up. And so some people have looked at that and said, well, they, they really are no longer in, in, made in God's image. The whole creation is, is messed up, not, not the way that God wanted it. And Adam and Eve um, are messed up too. And they did die when they ate from the tree The tree and the, the, the image of God in them died and went away. So that's, that's one option. I don't think that's the best way of, of reading the Bible and we'll see why uh, now. So the, the second bullet point there is um, the image of God is not completely lost or destroyed. It's not completely lost or destroyed. It's not completely lost lost or destroyed. So we're already in Genesis. Turn just a couple pages over to Genesis chapter 9. This is um, after the flood with Noah and his family. And let's start reading in verse 4. Verse 4 says, however, it's talking here about what they can eat and those kind of things, about how they can eat the, the animals. Verse 4 says, however, you must not eat meat with its lifeblood in it. I will require the life of every animal and every man for your life and your blood. I will require the life of each man's brother for a man's life. And listen to verse 6. Whoever sheds man's blood, his blood will be shed by man for, because, God made man in his image. And so here we are now, six chapters later, chapter 9, after the flood. This is several years later, uh, maybe up to a couple thousand years later. Not, not that long, but, but several hundred years later. It's not a couple thousand years later. Sorry, that's, that's wrong. But, it, but it's several hundred years later, and, and this has happened, and, and, and yet they still say that man is made in God's image, right? And, and so the, the false sin didn't completely, uh, totally take it away. Look, at, look up at verses 1 through 3 of, of chapter 9 that we just read. He says, God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. He says, the fear and terror of you will be in every living creature on the earth, every bird of the sky, every creature that crawls on the ground, and all the fish of the sea. They are placed under your authority. Every living creature will be good for you. As I gave the green plants, I have given you everything. Remember back at at the early part of creation, God says you're to be fruitful and multiply, right? And he says that again here in chapter 9. God tells them that they're to have dominion over, over creation, have authority over creation. And he says that again here in chapter 9, after the, after the flood. And so Adam and Eve, it seems like, were made in God's image. And part of, part of what that means, it seems like, was to, to be like God and to rule in God's place. And here in chapter 9, it seems like after the flood, they're still doing that. It says specifically, if you kill someone, you're going to get the death penalty, basically, because man is made in God's image. And then he says you're still doing the, the things that God commanded Adam and Eve to do. He commanded them to be fruitful and multiply, so they need to do the same thing. He commanded them to have, have authority and have dominion over creation. He's commanded them to do the same thing. And then finally in, cha- in James chapter 3 in the New Testament, we get something similar. James chapter 3, starting in verse 7, It says, every sea creature, reptile, bird, or animal is tamed and has been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. We praise our, our Lord and Father with it, and we curse men who are made in God's likeness with it. And so again, James is saying way later, several thousand years later, that people are still made in God's image in the New Testament, right? So the image is not completely... Lost, not completely destroyed. But the third bullet point: the image is distorted. The image is distorted. So it's not completely destroyed. It's not completely done away with. It's not. Uh, it's not completely lost. But it is messed up. It is distorted. Just like sin distorted the relationship between Adam and Eve, sin is is distorting what it means to be made in, in God's image. The passage we read this morning, this evening, is our call to worship from from Genesis chapter 8, this is after the flood, and God's promising he's not going to flood the earth again, and he says, even though man is is evil from from youth, the intention of his heart, the inclinations of, of his heart is only evil from his youth. And so we're different now. Adam and Eve weren't created evil, right? They were made in God's image, and God's not evil, so they weren't looking evil. And yet, now there is an element of us where we're evil from our youth, where sin is part of us now. And, and that, that messes up that image, it distorts that, that image. In Psalm 51, this is a psalm that David wrote after, probably wrote it after his sin with Bathsheba that, that we're familiar with. And he's repenting to God for that after the, the prophet Nathan came to him. And one of the things he says there is that I was guilty from birth, I was guilty from the moment of, of my birth, I was sinful from my conception. Um, and, and so again, this, this, this image is, is, is messed up. And there's a really, really interesting passage in, in Psalm 115. Um, and it's also in Psalm 135, it says the same thing, but in Psalm 115, um, he's talking there about the idols that, that, that people are worshiping, right? And we were made in God's image, talks about the idols that people are worshiping, which are images of false gods. And he says in that Psalm, you become like those idols that you worship. He's talking to the Israelites, who are supposed to be imaging God, supposed to be representing God, and he says, "You're representing these false gods. You're you're imaging these these false gods." And so the 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 image of God is is not gone completely, but it is distorted. It's messed up. I said last week, it's kind of like one of those funhouse mirrors, right? You go into a to a funhouse. They've got all the different mirrors, different places, and some of them make you look real real short and 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 squatty, and some make you look real long and and tall and uh, and and that's kind of how the image is, right? It, it's still you, but it's not really you. It's a messed up version of you, right? It's kind of like a Picasso painting. If you're familiar with with Picasso, you've seen those paintings. If you look at a at a painting of a person that Picasso made, you can tell it's a person, right? But it really doesn't look it doesn't really look like any individual person that you know. I hope, um, because it's 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 distorted. It's messed up, right? And that's kind of how the image is with us in in uh, ongoing in, in life, after we've fallen into into sin, okay um, under the conclusion there, I want to say just a couple of things, um, and I hope there's enough time for at least a, a question or two um, but but first of all, number one on there, um, all people continue to be created in God 's image, okay so we can't say that after the fall, some people aren't in God 's image. Everybody that we encounter in life are created in God's image, no matter how bad we might think they are, no matter how. Um, dirty we might think they are, no matter how some of the things that they do uh, we might think are so vile that, that we can't imagine how a human being would do some of those things. We hear stories on the news and things a lot um, that are that are just so bad we can't even imagine it. And, and yet those people are made in God's image too. Those people are made in God's image too. Um, and then secondly, number two, um, we are like God in a distorted way. All people are still made in God's image, but number two, we're, we're like God in a, in a distorted way. And we've talked about this already, but let's think about a couple of, of examples. One of the ways that we're like God is how we love people, right? God is love, the Bible says, and God loves his creation. God loves his people. And so one of the ways that we are like God, one of the ways that we image God is when we love people. When we do what God does, we're, we're bearing image to God. We're representing God. Um, and, and yet the way that we love people is distorted and, and messed up. Right? The way that God loves people, he, he acts out of love for others. Right? God's actions are based on his love for other people. Um, our actions, often, we act out of love for others, family, friends, people that we know, maybe even sometimes strangers that we don't know that might, um, might, you know, we might have some affection for or whatever. Um, we often act out of love for other people, but often when we do that, our acts of love are distorted by selfish motives. Right. Sometimes we're thinking, you know, if I do this for this person, that's going to help them. It's going to be good for them. But sometimes we also catch ourselves thinking, if I do this for that person, that's going to be good for them. But then also I'm going to get this out of it. Right. Or how will it benefit me or how will it affect me negatively? Right. And and so we we love people, but our love is not perfect the way that God's love is. Um, We look at this with, with justice also. God is a just God, he judges sin uh, justly, and and we're to be that way as well, and and yet often we don't do it the way that God does it, right? God judges impartially, God judges um, in in a fair way, and often, whether it's on purpose or not, our judgments um, are affected by our biases, by our lack of wisdom that affects the judgments that that we make. Often we judge other people more harshly than we judge ourselves, right? Right? Often we judge people that we don't like more harshly than we judge people that we do like. We find excuses, and we, and, and we find ways to, to not think about people that we do like the way that we think about people we don't like when they're in the same situation, right? And so it's, it's difficult for us because we're not like God. That, that sin affects the way that we think. It affects the way that we feel. It affects our emotions. It affects our actions. It affects our desires. It affects everything, everything about us, okay? And then, and then number three... Um, we also represent God in a distorted way. So we're like God in a distorted way. We also represent God in a distorted way, and we could we could come up with some examples of that also. Um, but I just want to leave that there. And if there's any questions, I want to take questions. We've got just a couple minutes, if there are any. If not, we're gonna bring we're gonna bring this up again here in a couple of weeks and do a whole night of just questions um, with some of the other pastors too. But any, any questions about that? We're we're what it means to be made in God's image is that we're like God and we represent God, and sin doesn't do away with that, but sin does mess it up, sin does distort it, and so we don't do it perfectly. Okay. Next week we're going to talk about how, what's the solution for that. Are we just stuck in this, in this, in this um, situation for forever, or is there a solution to this problem? And and there is, and we're going to talk about that next week with the gospel, and with Jesus being the perfect image of God, um, and then the Week after next, we'll talk about how does this affect the way that we think about cultural issues and interact with people in our lives on a daily basis and things like that. But any questions so far just tonight about what it means to be made in God's image or how sin affects being made in God's image? All right. No questions. All right. well, good. So so we're made in God's image. We're like God. We represent God. And then sin distorts that. Sin, sin messes that up. So we're not like him the way that we should be, and we don't represent him the way that we should perfectly uh, represent him. It's 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 a distorted image, a distorted representation. So, Alright, well thank y'all so much for being here tonight. Um, again, next week we'll talk about how do we fix this problem, or how is this problem fixed, and we'll talk about Jesus being The perfect image of God and us being molded into his image through salvation and sanctification in the church and all those kind of things. All right? Thank you all.